19 minutes it is uh, before uh, 8 p.m. And you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. And uh, we go straight into our headlines. And this evening we bring you the latest uh, coming out of uh, Sudan. Defiant protesters remain on the streets after the country's armed forces launched a military coup. Now they've blocked roads in the capital Khartoum and uh, around uh, the country following the takeover. And the coup leader, General Abdel Fattah Buran, a dissolved civilian rule, arrested political leaders and called for a state of emergency. And to tell us a bit more about this, which has led to the firing on crowds and allegations that 10 people have been killed, I'm joined by the presenter at Channel Africa here at the Public Broadcast, and that is a Como. And that is a good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening to you and good evening to our listeners. How are you, sir? I'm okay. Thank you very much for joining us. Maybe before we get into the latest developments coming out of Khartoum and other parts of Sudan, Give us some of the brief background here um, and uh, maybe just a brief sense of uh, the history here because we also know uh, that uh, we saw a, a massive protest in 2019 uh, which uh, led to the overthrow of Omar al-Bashir, uh, who might be known to many South Africans. Uh, but uh, even before Omar al-Bashir, what, what is the background of Sudan and why has it been seen uh, as a sponsor of terrorism by many in the West? How many minutes have we got? We've got like 10. Uh, ten will to tell the whole story, but the, I'll try just to summarize everything. Uh, basically, um, as everybody knows, that Sudan was ruled by Al Bashir, and Al Bashir's rule basically was the rule of the of the Nice Party, Islamic uh, Islamic Front Party. Mm. Uh, but then they actually were Islamists. They declared. Sudan to be an Islamic, but also an Arab state. But then you find that there were rebellions all over the place, there were rebellions in Darfur, there were rebellions in, um, in South Sudan, ending the breakout of South Sudan, and other places. But uh, to cut the whole story short, uh, Sudan was actually named a country which actually um, sponsors terrorism. That's by the USA, and sanctions were put on them. And with those sanctions, they became even much more serious in that they actually uh, let the country's economy degenerating. And not only that, you find that the country's economy was being uh, fueled by uh, oil revenues, which basically came from oil being exploited, mostly mm. in the south of, of the country. With the breakup of the south into South Sudan, that source of revenue got finished. But the situation became so bad that in 2019, um, yes, in, not in the, just before 2019, there were demonstrations which against the government of al-Bashir. And with that, uh, things became so serious that the army actually turned on its own masses and overthrew him and actually jailed him and tried him for embezzlement of funds. But the... Demonstrations continued, and the military was forced to come and sit down with the civilians to actually come up with a formula to take the country forward to what they said civilian and democratic rule. With that came the whole idea of forming a sovereign council, which was uh, going to rule. Uh, it was a sovereign council made up of the military and the civilians. And uh, in 20, it was agreed that in 2023, 
that uh, elections were held to absolutely give the power to the to 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 a civilian to civilian rule. Now, um, in the clause of the of the of formation of the transitional government, it was agreed that the military was going to rule to rule to head the transit the sovereign council for half the time up to twenty uh, twenty one after which they're going to hand over uh, uh, leadership of the Sovereign Council, which is the real, real government in place in the transitional period to a civilian government. Now, they also agreed that they would have a civilian prime minister, which is uh, Prime Minister Hamdok. Mm. Uh, they agreed on other issues of actually forming a legislative council or a parliament, um, which was going to have uh, set seats set aside for women representatives and again they put up a clause whereby no uh, parliamentarian or nobody who was part of the al-Bashir government was going to be allowed to be a member of the new cabinet sorry of the new legislature mm-hmm. parliament now but the implementation of the uh, legislative council of parliament it has not been carried out it's still work in progress now, that is the background. Now, we find that um, of late, there have been, in fact, of late, there was an attempt to overthrow the government, the, the transitional government, this by a group of soldiers who actually went and tried to take over the radio station, the state radio station. That attempt failed and People said that that was an attempt of overthrowing the transitional government. But other people said that, no, that is just a fake move of the military in trying to test the waters, simply because when you overthrow a government, you do not go and try to get hold of the uh, radio station. You actually go to the seat of power. Yeah. And people really said that the real coup is in the making. And truly speaking, the real coup took place yesterday with the government, uh, with the head of government, sort of uh, President, uh, Prime Minister Hamdok and others, they say 40 members, civilian members, being locked up. So that's what has actually happened. Hmm. And we've seen over the last day or so, I mean, that uh, a lot of this, I guess, has, uh, you know, put paid to whatever attempts were being made to reintegrate the Sudanese polity and the economy in global geopolitics and I guess in uh, the global economic order as well. Um, what do you make of that? Uh, and more importantly, I guess, what does this mean for the people of uh, Sudan? In fact, um, let us not put too much attention on um, the events which took place with the IMF uh, agreement with Sudan, uh, the lifeline which has been thrown to the Sudanese government Sure. Uh, and also the removal of Sudan from the list of uh, countries sponsoring terrorism. And let's look at the real politic of Sudan and the geopolitics of the, what do you call, of the Nile Basin, yeah? Now, the first thing is this, that the military, uh, which basically has got a very strong Islamic inclination, I mean, to be a member, to be a member, or to be a leader, or to be an officer in that army, you had to be affiliated 
to the Misfat Islamic National Islamic Front. And not only that, you had to be a member of the of the Sudanese Brotherhood. People should admit, but that brotherhood is people should not link it with the Egyptian Brotherhood. Yeah. So all military commanders of Sudan are members of the military of, of the of the Brotherhood. Uh, Al Bashir is a member of the same thing, although they overthrew him. Uh, so you find that that clique or that uh, cabal, it was not going to surrender power willy-nilly to the civilian government. Mm. And more so, you find that uh, in November, next month, is the time when the military was supposed to hand over the leadership of the sovereign council to the civilians. Now, that was very serious because the civilians had said straight out that the first thing that they're going to do, they're going to implement the uh, formation or the institution of the legislative council. Yeah, mm. that's a very serious thing. That's a real democratizing road. And another thing, there was this other issue of uh, the, the transitional government uh, actually declaring that al-Bashir was going to be surrendered to the ICC. Now, that did not sit well with many military people. Mm. And it does sit well with the people of the Nis Party. Because I guess it could happen to them as well. Well, simply because, I mean, to say that at the trial, they will be exposed. Mm. Uh, Burhan is a member of the was a member of the Islamic, uh, whatever you call it, um, Islamic uh, Brotherhood. Uh, mm. But also you have people like Himeti, the most very powerful head of the rapid deployment forces, which basically it's the Janjaweed, but it's a mm. Janjaweed that has been elevated and modernized yeah. into a very powerful, uh, um, into a very powerful piece of, uh, of the army. In fact, it's the most powerful uh, sector of the army. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It is basically a highly, mot- it's a highly motorized mm. and about 30,000 of the gender with there in Yemen, but it is yeah. very powerful within. Dada Komo, Dada Komo, let's do this. Let's pause for a second because we've got a spot break that is uh, hovering around us. So, so let's take the spot break and I'll allow you uh, okay, to, to okay, uh, continue okay. on the other okay. side of that. Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our headlines here on Metro FM Talk. We take a look at the uh, coup out in uh, Sudan and uh, some concerns being raised around uh, the uh, alleged interference of uh, Israel in that particular coup. And uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Dada Isa Komo, presenter at Channel Africa. Dada, you were still speaking about uh, Janjaweed and uh, uh, the, uh, I guess, uh, the impact of their, um, sorry about that, the impact of their uh, <laughs> operations. Uh, least of all in that region there. And uh, I'm interested in that, but also, I guess, interested in uh, what hand Israel has or Tel Aviv has, if at all, in all of this. Okay. Now, the issue about Tel Aviv, basically, it is not there, simply because, although under Trump, I mean, to say that uh, African countries and many countries were forced to actually open up relationship with uh, with Israel, the 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 wherever they come from, mm. it will be yeah. It should be remembered that uh, some time ago, last year I think it was, or early this year, that Egypt and Sudan they signed a defense pact or a defense treaty, 
And before signing of that treaty, it will be remembered that uh, Sudan, it changed its position on the recognition or its stance uh, as far as the Millennium Dam was concerned. Basically, Sudan was not against the Millennium Dam, nor about the sequence of its uh, filling up. In fact, Sudan had an agreement with Ethiopia whereby Ethiopia was going to sell Sudan the excess electricity that would be generated from the million dam at a very low giveaway price. Uh, but you find that when Egypt came in, the first thing they did, they gave the Sudanese an alternative offer and actually supplied them with uh, abundance of electricity uh, from the Aswan Dam. Mm. Yeah. This was to counter the agreement Sudan had entered with uh, Ethiopia. And from then came the defense pact. And again, you find that uh, arms, and uh, Sudan has been supplied with arms, and not only that, support. Yeah. And right now you find there is, uh, would say, confrontation, not a military confrontation, but a political confrontation, a border dispute between Ethiopia and the Sudan. And uh, it's said that the Egyptians are there assisting with upgrading and also sending troops to certain areas, sending arms to certain areas of, of Sudan. Included, they're sending heavy equipment mm. to um, the southern Kordofan, which is the Nuba Mountains. Although right now there is a peace deal between the Sudan People's Liberation Movement and North, that's a Northern element, SPLM, yeah? Now there's a ceasefire between the three there. But then the Ethiopian, the, sorry, the Sudanese army are actually reinforcing their forces there. So you find that they're expecting that war or fighting would break up on, on a multi-front basis. And it appears that the Egyptians are involved with that. So now that is yeah. the geopolitics mm. of the Nile Basin. Last one, Dede Homo, before we uh, let you go. Um, international or multilateral intervention in the situation? Uh, what do you anticipate or expect here? We know the UN Security Council is scheduled to have an emergency closed-door meeting uh, on the coup, uh, or that was expected to happen today. Um, your expectations on, I guess, uh, what the Security Council and well, other multilateral okay, platforms what, might do? What has actually happened, transpired, is this, that let's start uh, with the African continent. The AU has actually condemned uh, yes. the, the, the coup. And um, Sudan has been expelled from the AU. Yeah, members of the AU, temporarily expelled. And then, uh, in fact, funny enough, the Arab League has actually also condemned that coup. Uh, the EU have condemned it. The USA have condemned it, and they've given out a call that that uh, the the path or the process of uh, holding elections and actually ushering in the democratic rule of Sudan should not be tampered with. So now that is what has happened on the ground. Mm. Now what we need to see now is. The Western countries, countries like um, the, uh, countries like the USA and uh, the EU, 
are they in a position of actually reimposing sanctions, economic sanctions, economic embargoes on Sudan? Now, that is the only thing that can actually uh, wave or swing or actually defeat the, 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 defeat the intentions of the military. Mm-hmm. But again, the two Gulf countries, Gulf Council countries, GCC countries, namely uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE, they've got to, be, to come on board. Uh, these two countries have got an interest in Sudan actually being in the hands of the military, simply because the Gulf countries, the Gulf countries, the GCC countries, they've got the agendas as far as the North African situation is concerned in dominating those countries, uh, the North African countries, dominating the Sahelan countries, mm. and also in the Red Sea zone area, and also in the Horn of Africa. That has been openly put uh, flat out by Saudi Arabia, where they say Saudi Arabia has got an interest in, uh, in defending and in looking after Arab interests, wherever they are, and also interests of the Islamic uh, people, wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we've got to see how these other players are going to react. But the most important is the UAE and uh, the, and, and Saudi Arabia. You can find that these two countries have been enmeshed themselves in the affairs of Egypt. In fact, when the USA withdrew, uh, supporting of Egypt, Egypt has been supported to a tune of about one billion US dollars a year, but that has been taken over mm. by the Gulf countries. And again, what they are doing in, uh, Libya. Yeah, so you find that, uh, the Gulf countries are actually spreading their tentacles on the African continent. But it will depend, people have got to wait and see mm. what is the position of those uh, uh, Gulf countries. Yeah, we're certainly going to be following this particular one closely as it unfolds. But in Dadakomo, I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us and uh, generously sharing of your time. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me, Nate. Azakomo uh, is uh, uh, with uh, the public broadcaster uh, out at uh, Channel Africa where he is a presenter there helping us uh, to take stock of the latest coming out of uh, the African nation state of Sudan.